0: Are you nervous?
1: Yeah. Are you nervous?
0: Um a little bit. I'm always a little In nervous. In
1: theory, I'm the highest stakes guest for you to have because if this goes badly, you know, divorce. divorce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So many so many so many Damn books! Be how? Be what?
1: Confident and normal?
0: Be confident and normal, yes. <laughs> like I'm being right now. <sighs> Hello and welcome to So Many Damn Books. I'm Drew. I'm Danny. And here we are in the damn library, day...
1: 600? 80 quarantine? million?
0: Yeah. Um, this is not Christopher who I'm sitting opposite, this is my wife. This is my wife Danny. everybody hi everybody um and we were inspired by Christopher and Sarah's episode and the fact that we still can't leave our house and so here we are um and very excitingly I wish I I'm so envious of both you and Christopher for having the skill to make cocktails I am only a consumer you are true makers and you have made us a cocktail today
1: Am I supposed to talk about that now? Yes. Okay. I am trying to fill Christopher's shoes as the show's resident mixologist. Um, I am nowhere as skilled as Christopher, I have to say. But I did try my hand at infusing something. So I feel like that um, is something a that lot Christopher would do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I made a cocktail that is themed for this episode which we'll talk about in a second, but it is a rose-infused vodka, lemon, and honey. And it's called the St. Geordie. Ah, yes. Drew, do you want to talk about why it's called that?
0: Yes. um, Folks who have listened to the show for a while have heard me talk about St. Geordie Day. I discovered it after the show got started, actually, now that I think about the timeline of it. So I've talked about it at some point on every episode of the show that has fallen in the late April, early May region, I think. Um, But in 2016, I guess, I was reading uh, Helen Oyemi's short story collection, What Is Not Yours, Is Not Yours. And the first story called Books and Roses, um, about 10 pages or so in, I'm gonna read this paragraph real quick. The lovers spent Christmas together, then parted. Lucy for Grenoble and Sophia for Barcelona. They wrote to each other, care of the city's central post offices. And at the beginning of April, Sophia wrote of the romance of St. George's Day. Lucy, it is the custom here to exchange books and roses each year on April 23rd. Shall we? And I think if memory serves, I pretty much said exactly that to you.
1: I remember you sent me a text message. Really? Yeah, you were like, I just read this short story and there's this very sweet thing. And I think we should do this nice yeah I didn't remember the particulars yeah
0: since then every year we have exchanged books and roses this technically this year is our rose exchange yeah Um, since
1: we are not going out for non-essential groceries like roses
0: yes Um,
1: though they are essential to my heart
0: so I guess the best way to move forward then is to talk about the capitalist arrangement of this all (laughs) And we'll, we'll do this section a little bit differently from how Christopher and I would do it. Instead of saying what you gave me, I'll say what I gave you and vice versa. What do you think? Sure. Okay. So I bought Danny this year, Nathan W. Pyle's Strange Planet. Uh, I'm not sure if folks are familiar with the Instagram comic. It's these strange little... Aliens, they sort of look like your typical little grey men, Um, but they they just experience the world's oddities and they speak in sort of this very arch way. Danny, you've been sending those to me pretty regularly for, I don't know, a long time now. Uh, And when I found out that he had a collection out, it felt like a great choice.
1: Yeah, that's great. Highly recommend the Instagram follow. Um, I bought you this year How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell, which is, you know, everyone is saying that it changed their life, etc. And Drew has at various times said that he wants to read it. And often I try to just um, take note of or write down anything that he says he wants to read that I don't think he would buy for himself because – A tricky thing about buying books for Drew is that he has every book in the world and also gets sent a lot of books. So um, I actually bought that one right before technical pause or shelter in place. Oh, yeah. You took effect. I like right on. I went on a covert mission to community bookstore here in Brooklyn. And it was when they were doing the like everybody lines up out or there was like a small line formed outside at that point because they were just had a person at the door and I'd ordered it in advance, mm-hmm. but I just went to pick it up.
0: Yeah, I guess mine was my last trip into the city. I went into the yeah. city to get a copy at Strand because I knew they had signed copies. Yeah. One thing I've really loved, we give each other books pretty frequently and we do it at Halloween. Almost every year, we certainly do it at Christmas, sometimes birthdays. For whatever reason, it feels like the books that we've exchanged for St. Geordi's Day have been the most interesting and sort of the most surprising and diverse crop of books, I think, to me anyway. it's. I feel like you, every single time, have knocked it out of the park in a way that even like this year, I kind of knew. I thought it was going to be the Odell book or Lily King's uh, Writers and Lovers. Because we've both two... been
1: talking about how we want to read that book. Mm-hmm.
0: And, but even knowing it, I was like, oh yeah, either of these is going to be great. Whichever one she chooses will say something interesting. The Odell book, too, has like flowers on the cover, it fits with St. Georgie Day. Um, but I really, I don't know, do you, we were comparing notes, trying to go back and remember the books that we've gotten one another. Do you remember? Everything I've gotten you. I certainly don't remember what I've I
1: gotten you. We, we do this like every St. George Day. We're like, what did we, what have we gotten each other? And I, I fully never remember. There's only <laughs> one that I actually always remember, which is I think probably the first one, which is Lost Time Accidents. Oh, yeah. By you, John Ray. You got me that, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was, I think, that was the first one.
0: Mm-hmm. Got you. And I got you um, The Wander Society by Carrie yeah. Smith, uh, which was also the first book that Ziggy destroyed
1: oh it was yeah so we don't have it anymore we kept it for a long time but it was in in tatters until we finally got rid of it um i got you i know one year i got you a sci-fi book a comic i don't remember what it's called but oh
0: um descender
1: descend yeah um a friend of ours my best friend and drew share a love of fantasy sci-fi graphic novels that i sadly don't share i always (laughs) feel very left out like my two favorite people are like chatting about fantasy books and i am just like i wish i liked fantasy books (laughs) um i do sometimes uh but my best friend recommended that i get this book for drew oh i don't think i knew that yeah oh just that no that blew my cover it's
0: very cool i like that yeah thanks molly Um, um
1: what else have i gotten you
0: you got me last year's was really good you got me the spirit of science fiction by roberto bolaño
1: oh that was i got it when we were up state somewhere in an upstate bookstore i believe cool i guess i don't know what trip we were on but um but it was one of those books that i saw in the bookstore and i was like it's impossible that drew doesn't already have this There are like so many drew buzzwords on this book (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't have it and so yeah i got that one i was proud of that one
0: um and then you gave me the autobiography of red one year two by ann carson
1: oh what a great job that was on my part it's such a good book
0: it's so interesting i mean that was one of the times that you gave me something that you had already read yeah and i guess that was also early enough in our relationship that we had not merged
1: no i actually yet. didn't own it i had borrowed it from someone when i wrote oh. so it was a little bit selfish too i was buying it for the household
0: hey i love it um i did that last year with you my saint jordi i got you five or six of those short stack recipe yeah. books uh, where each book is Written by a different chef or or food-related person on a single ingredient. So I think we have sweet potatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, corn, lemon, lemon honey, honey, and avocado.
1: An avocado.
0: I can't. Which partake, only I, unfortunately, proof. But that was definitely a, a yes. This is for you <laughs> and our house. Um, um. What were the? What are the other things?
1: You got me, um. The female persuasion by meg Wallace or which i really wanted that one year
0: that feels similar to this year where i you had talked about it a bunch and i feel like i even subtly was like
1: don't uh maybe don't get it for yourself yet yeah and then you bought me another novel at one point and i don't remember what it was rabbit cake rabbit cake oh by annie hartnett annie hartnett i couldn't remember the author's name so i felt bad saying it out loud but now you save me yes yeah Okay, that makes me feel better that you got me two novels, because I was looking at, like, the snapshot of the things we've gotten, and I realized you've gotten me a lot of non, like, book books. You've gotten me a lot of, like, comics or cookbooks, and I um, became afraid that your listeners would think that I perhaps did not know how to read. (laughs)
0: Um, No, I mean, you, like I said, you've done a really amazing job at figuring out what I want, before I know that it's something that I want, like almost all of these books are books that I've known about and have expressed, like, "Oh, I like this author," "I like this topic," but they're not necessarily books that I was immediately going out to get.
1: Yeah, and I I, f-
0: I feel like I don't do as good of a job with that. Well,
1: for you. I was going to say, I mean, I don't think that that is the unifying theme behind the book that you've gotten me. But what I will say is, every book that you get me, I'm like, I'm I'm just like delighted. It's something that I like wouldn't have thought existed as a book you know what I mean like mm. like I remember the Wander Society I was just like what is this object this beautiful thing that is not a like you know it's kind of a weird book it's like a like a, a little adventure and yeah I mean I guess the novels are the novels but then the cookbooks like I would not have expected that um and love those so much and like seen them in bookstores but again it's like the type of thing that I wouldn't think to buy for myself just because I'm like this is a f- this is a fun thing not a book thing right and you always choose those things I think this is a nice uh, metaphor for our relationship yeah you surprise and delight me and I know what you want before you want it. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding <laughs> that's, no that's pretty accurate I think yeah I mean, one of the first, one of the very first things that we bonded over before our relationship was a relationship, before we had admitted to one another that we were interested in having a relationship with one another, I lent you Sarah Rule's essay collection.
1: In fact... I gave it to you. you gave it to me. I gave it
0: to you. And I even, I super nerdily quoted a Battlestar Galactica quote that I still, to this day, I don't think you, you knew was a Battlestar <laughs> Galactica quote.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, tell the audience.
0: The book should be given never lent.
1: Oh, I didn't know that that was a quote. Wow. Yeah. Real original Bruce Art. All right. I'm our,
0: just our whole relationship is founded on it's a, a lie.
1: Um, I will tell the story for inquiring minds you were reading this Sarah Rule essay collection and I, not being like in the literary world so much, had no idea that she had written anything other than plays. Mm -hmm. And so it was like one of our very first interactions. You're like, oh, I'm reading this Sarah Rule essay book. And I was like, she wrote essays. I love her so much. She's amazing. My favorite playwright. And then a smooth move over here, (laughs) left it on my desk with a note, like before I got to work one day. And that was actually, I cite that moment as like when I knew that um, you were perhaps trying to woo me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Because prior to that, it was like stuff that could have just been friend stuff that I was like, leaving books with notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's flirtatious. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, it most definitely was. Um, but then very quickly, that became a, a love language of ours is yeah. the exchange, like our first... Christmas together um you, that was another really wonderful you picked three books was uh Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, Man Tiger by uh Ika Kurneywan and I don't remember what the other book was, but it was like I don't either we did a gift exchange before we went our to our separate coastal homes for actual christmas and i remember just being like how did you even like man tiger was a book that i think was just kind of on my goodreads wish list and i was like wow this there's some thought behind this in a way that i just continues to wow and amaze me
1: that's sweet yeah and i think that i i Knew that it I, it was very quickly apparent to me that like being a reader was very important to you as as a part of your own identity and it was a nice um you know like sometimes you start dating someone and you're like oh this is an interest of theirs I should probably get into it but this was not the case like I was already very much a reader and I didn't feel like I had to like like study up to talk to you about books I mean I I read nowhere as much as you do because literally no human does but. <laughs> Um, but I remember like, it was like two weeks after starting to date or whatever, it was your birthday. And that was the first time I met Christopher actually. Oh, sure. Which I bring up because I remember meeting him and he was like, are you a reader too? (laughs) And I was like, (gasps) I was like, yes, I am. And he was like, what are you reading? Um, and I had, um, St. Lucie's home for... Oh. What is that book called?
0: Um, the Karen Russell Collection. Yeah, the
1: Karen Russell Collection. Do you know the whole title? Or uh, shall we leave it a mystery?
0: F- Girls Raised by Wolves. St. Lucie's Home for Girls, Girls Raised, Raised by the- Wolves. Yeah. I keep wanting to put Wayward in there, too. but I don't. I think that's a different book.
1: I'm sure that's a different book. Yeah. I was reading that at the time. Do you feel like there are books... I, I mean they're like a couple for me but do you feel like there are books that are like big touch points for our relationship
0: I think Fates and Furies is a huge one
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like that book I mean I, I read that book before you did and oh this, fuck
0: you did that's right yeah.
1: I forgot wow shocking because
0: um, I, um, I got it at a a, it. Yeah. and I had Lauren Groff sign it to the both of us and she said something and she was like oh. um I was like, oh, my girlfriend and I are really excited about this. And she was like, okay, what's her name? I'll sign it to both of you. And then you'll either get married or this book will make you break up. Or she said something like that. It was something to that effect of like, but don't blame me.
1: Lauren Groth prophesied our marriage. Truly. Wow. I I wonder if she'd like to know that. Um, yeah. I rem- So I read that book and was just like, bold over by it. I loved it so much and I also loved its portrayal of um like uh, of a relationship, but specifically I was just so taken with the female perspective in that mm-hmm. relationship, not like totally to the extent, but I think that um like this the the like it just turned the like troubled female protagonist on its head a little bit for me and are not troubled female protagonists but like in the first half of the book it's sort of like she's mysterious she's kind of mean she's got something up and and I think that there are like that is how most characters like that are written yeah and just left that way and so when it flipped it on its head and showed like all the humanity and choice and agency behind her I, I don't know I just fucking loved it <laughs> and I'm sorry for swearing on your show oh I can swear on your you can
0: show. swear we swear all
1: the time <laughs> um And then you read it a little while later and it was over some break. You were at your, I remember you were at at your parents' Mm -hmm. house and so we weren't together and you were reading it and you, and I we hadn't talked about it a lot partially because you hadn't read it, but you just texted me a bunch of like, obviously this book is great, but mostly I'm just thinking about like you and like our relationship and that this kind of reminds me of like the big love stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I do remember that as a moment where, I mean, we were like pretty deep in it at that point. So it wasn't like I like, wondered if this was for the long haul. But it was a, a moment where I was just like, oh, good. Like we feel the same way about.
0: Mm-hmm. You and I, we don't we don't trade off that often. Like I'll, as you've pointed out, I read more than any human being should, it, than any doctor would recommend a human being should read. Yeah. But I, you know, I'll read something and be like, you should read this. And then sometimes it makes it onto your stack and sometimes it doesn't. And you, you do the same to me. And I mean, there are books that you've told me like, Hey, you should really read this. And two years later, I'm like, Hey, I finally read this book. And you're like, what, what book? (laughs) Um, but I've a couple of times somewhat recently in particular, you have picked up something that I have said like, Oh, Hey, you should read this right now. Or like put this on your list or even, Something that you knew was a favorite book of mine. And then it hasn't... I feel like I've had a bad track record of recommending things to you recently.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, well, I think that it can be... Cho- I've thought about this before, too. And I think it's tracked up to the fact that you are just, like, such an open-hearted reader, which is something that I've said to you before as well. But, like, your... Um, Well, not only like your preferences are extremely wide ranging, um, sure, and then I think we have a little bit of a different sense of humor, and specifically (laughs) in the realm of the British situation. Uh I don't know if we've ever talked about this explicitly, but like, you just love British shit.
0: I mean, it's particularly it's Discworld, it's Terry Pratchett, and that like very.
1: Yeah, but like dry the, sense but, of humor. Yeah. So like the Terry Pratchett's, the Neil Gaiman's, yep. the I don't know, like what are the <laughs> books you read? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I just I, I started saying that and realized maybe it's not one book, but like multiple books, where there's like a sassy <laughs> British female detective.
0: Um
1: like every book like that. Sure. You love those books, which is great. It's true. And that like it just doesn't appeal to me for whatever reason. Right. Um, And so I think that there are a lot of things that fall in that category or like the, yeah, there's like the whole like detective novel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do love like a thriller. Yeah. In a way, although very recently, the one, the one success I've had during the quarantine so far is that you came to me and you were like, I want to read another gone girl type book. Yeah. And unfortunately, many of the quote next gone girls that have come across my they have been cleaned out at some point cleaning out books side note oh wow something i never did before i put a pin in that before i moved in with you um but uh sharp objects gillian flynn's
1: first novel a novel that i barely remember dare i say the one book during quarantine that i've been like i'm gonna sit and read this book all day having a hard time reading during quarantine um but i want to just finish my thought about um, why you're bad at recommending books I'm just kidding I, I don't think <laughs> no, you are it
0: well it's also I guess I'm also curious about how you feel because it, it has changed I've seen it change over the course of our relationship that at first you were like oh I don't know this is gonna yeah but then even Justine the Lawrence Durrell book the first book of the Alexandria Quartet oh, yeah. you you were I kind of asked you about it and you were like
1: I just oh I... Not working for me. Yeah. Um. I think that yes. I mean, now that we are legally wed, (laughs) I do feel less pressure to. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah. I think that just. I. I didn't know at first like how much you would care because I actually. If I think I'm just projecting all the time. Like if you don't like a book that I love, I'm like hmm, is there something wrong here? You know, like I, I analyzed it a little bit. Uh-huh. where And and so I think at the beginning of our relationship, I probably projected that onto you as well. Um, whereas A, I feel less like that for myself now, but also I learned that you don't feel like that. Um, like you don't care if I don't like something that you do like, I, I think for the most part. Um. Yeah. So I don't think that I'm as timid about it now. Do you think some of
0: that has had to do with joining my book club?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Joining your book club. Uh, I don't know if the specific thing has to do with joining book club, but I do very much enjoy being in a book club with you.
0: Well, it's been fun to... Obviously, it's fun to agree about things and to be like, you know, tag teaming. Like, we loved this thing. But it's... I've really enjoyed, uh, being in a group of people, all of whom have read the book and are deeply engaged with the book and to have you have a different point of view than I do about the book Yeah. in a way that sometimes I feel like, it's not to say that it wouldn't come up at home, but just we're able to tease it out in, in different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's two things at play there. One is that we don't often read the same books at the same time Mm -hmm. or like in that close of proximity to each other. Um because you're always reading 17 things as priority Uh work. Um, But also, so, you know, in book club, we're reading the same thing within the same month. But also because I, I mean, this is just like my own whatever, but like you're so eloquent at talking about books and your opinions about books.
0: Just practice. It's just this podcast.
1: Yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. It's like you do it all the time. And before we met, you had a book review blog for multiple years. But you're like I wasn't in the practice of – and I also don't have – like, I mean, my, my friends read. But like we don't talk about books a ton mm-hmm. or didn't for a long time. And so I think that I just wasn't as – I know it sounds silly. But like it's a real skill to be able to talk um analytically about books and – I just like wasn't that wasn't like a muscle that I had like I would think about books but just have my own internal thoughts about them um and so I think that you know for a long time between the two of us like you had readily available uh opinions and thoughts on books and I would be like hmm, cool and then book club is like an arena that there are other people like everyone gets equal speaking time you know what I mean
0: During this time, as you noted earlier, a lot of people have had a lot of trouble reading and focusing on reading. And that has been true for me, but also I have found that when I fall back on reliable, stone-cold reliable pleasures, I'm happy to read forever and forget about everything else that's going on. Um, On the flip side of that, books that I'll start reading and then 20 pages in, I don't like it. Instead of putting it back on my to read shelf, I'm like, get it, get it the fuck out of here, man. Get it out of my house. Let it fend for itself in the little free library down the street. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it has been wonderful. And I don't think I would be in a place to have done that without you slowly and steadily encouraging me to be less precious about these things. Um, But to actually move it into recommendations, we talked before we came on air. We were thinking, treat this a little bit like a broad, here's what has been entertaining us during the quarantines. For me, my book recommendation is not a particular book, but to go back to your favorite authors or those authors who are reliable pleasures for you. I've read three John le Carré books, two Stephen King books, Two Terry Pratchett books during the last six weeks. Uh, and I am positive that I'll read at least another Le Carre and probably another Stephen King before all of this is said and done because it's just, I just, it feels really nice. Um, I also want to recommend a TV series. It's on Apple Plus, which right now you can watch for free. Everybody can watch for free. Thank you to our corporate overlords for giving us these small pleasures during the time, but the show is called For All Mankind. It's a Ronald D. Moore show. He was the guy who did the reboot of Battlestar Galactica to tie it back to the earlier comment. Uh, But it imagines that the Russians landed on the moon first, and then they put a woman on the moon, and the ways in which that seeming setback in the Cold War actually leads to a much better future for humanity like immediately NASA starts training female astronauts President Ted Kennedy signs the Equal Rights Amendment into the Constitution it's like this utopic thing that comes out of what when you first think about it it's like oh well, the, oh if the Russians had won we'd all be dead or something and instead it's just It does a really good job of that alternate history thing. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I realized
1: I'm just like tuned out for the past 10 seconds while you were talking about space and the Russians. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to try right along. Uh, and then I want to recommend an album, which I don't think this will be so, a surprise to anybody with ears right now, but it's the new Fiona Apple record, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Which is, I've been listening to a lot of Fiona Apple recently for writing. And also because I think she's a timely voice for the feeling of being trapped inside.
1: I was just about to say, I, I just in this moment was like, oh my god. The song, Vegetable Cutters, is like the anthem for our time. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, this, this new record is... It's a perfect record. It's a, And it astonishes me that any artist can bat... A perfect five for five on each of those records is in its own way a stone cold classic must listen, must own record,
1: which is pretty amazing. Yeah, she's great. I don't think we should finish the podcast. I think we should just go listen to that record.
0: Yeah. You've got to recommend some stuff first.
1: Um, I would like to recommend a book. Uh, that's all. <laughs> a book. Try reading a book. Um, no, I read uh Marie Helene Bertino's new book, Parakeet. Uh, and I really enjoyed her first book. Mm-hmm. Two Am at the Cat's Pajamas. Like I loved it. It was great. This was like amazing, genius work cool. to me. To me. And and it like very closely matches my own sensibilities. Um it's about a woman in the days leading up to getting married and you know was not anything like the experience that I had leading up to getting <laughs> married um because she has a break with reality and I did not blessedly um but it's just really incredible um and it feels adventurous it, I mean it's like very in line with what she has written before I read her book of short stories as houses as well and there's a little bit more of that vibe cool in, in this book um So if you're a fan of hers, or even if you're not yet, um, I would really recommend Perry Keat. And then I also have been watching just a lot of TV, which I don't feel super proud of, but it's fine. Um, And I want to recommend Feel Good, um, which is uh, on Netflix, and it's by comedian Mae Martin. And she plays a version of herself in the show, but it's like a very close cast it's like a i don't know like five person cast maybe it's mainly around her mainly follows her and her relationship um with her like new girlfriend uh it has a special appearance by lisa kudrow as her mother that is nonsensically good awesome um and then i also have an album to recommend i would ditto the fiona recommendation waxahatchee also has a new album that i've been loving but the one that i would like to recommend most specifically is uh the new album by Laura Marling, who is a favorite of mine. Her new album is called Song for Our Daughter. And it is just lovely. I was just
0: reading an interview with her. Yeah. Maybe you want to listen to that record.
1: Yeah, she's incredible. Listen to her whole backlist, too. That's not called a backlist when it's a musician. What's it called? Um,
0: Back catalog. Sure. A backlist is fine. It's the 21st century. All of these terms... It's all, we're term fluid Mm. now across Mm. artistic disciplines. All right. In a way that I think is nice. That is nice. Men can be witches too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, on that note, um, Danny, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I've wanted to do this for a long time.
1: This was extremely (laughs) stressful. Just kidding. It was nice. Uh,
0: To dear future guests who may be listening, I promise it's not so bad. I don't
1: think it's stressful for anyone but me.
0: Um, thank you to Ziggy for being quiet during this whole episode. Yeah. That's pretty unusual seeing as we have the door open and she doesn't like it when we do things that she doesn't understand.
1: <laughs> she just likes to be a part of it all, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, and thanks to all of you for listening. I hope you're all doing all right during this weird time. Or if you're not doing all right, that's OK, too. It's a, it's a weird fucking time uh, recommendation,
1: I know. if you're not feeling great listen to a Fiona Apple rapper.
0: hell yeah but honestly, it's all, it's all cool you're all good um, I know we both have had our good days and our bad days and I think that's been true for everybody but uh, it's springtime it's quite nice out and the show will be back in two weeks and we'll keep doing that we'll keep reading books Keep listening to things, and uh, we'll see you soon.